So we are, uh, man, we're so excited to have you with us today and, uh, and just so thankful for, uh, for your presence with us online. We are in a, I can't, what does it say? Oh, thank you. Sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting notes from the back. Um, so that's right. As if I'm not distractible enough. Hey, <laughs> hey bud. Um, my, my son has a huge sign that says, hi dad, in the back. Um, that's awesome. Uh, so, which calls into, which, which tells you that, uh, yes, my wife is here. She was dancing in the center aisle. Talk about somebody, shout to the Lord, is she has an entirely choreographed dance uh, for that song. And so August was like, this is for Jenna. Uh, and my kids are up in the balcony because they know people, right? That's how they're in here. But as we talked about, as we are going to release, um, and we don't know, Governor Abbott's supposed to make an announcement tomorrow about kind of the state's plan, and, and he's specifically going to say something about churches um, and how we are going to roll out. Uh, we're looking for the people who want to bring it. Um, stream, if you have streams, you know, streamers, right? Banners, run, running your flags around, that'd be great. Uh, somebody like that, uh, you can join Ann Lee in a corner um, and sing with her, something, something like that. Um, but yeah, that's right. So people have asked me this week, is it really a competition? Yeah, it totally is a competition. We want to see the people who are going to bring it. We love your flat faces, but we want 3D up in here. Um, and so we'll figure that out as we go along, and we'll let you know more information about that as, as we move forward. Um, also this week, on Friday and Saturday, as we did last month, we we're going to do communion virtual style. Uh, so we are going to have the drive through set up on Friday and Saturday from 11 to 1. Um, so 11 o'clock to one o'clock is when we will be out there under the red tent, handing out communion elements. And we would love for you to come through and, and to get those. It went really well. And people picked up for multiple families last time. That's great. Uh, do it that way as well. If you have questions, please call the office. We'll, we'll, we'll fill, you, fill you in on that. And if you need someone to deliver it to you, uh, we have our mobile infantry team that is ready, willing, and able. Um, so many people have stepped up to be delivery type folks for that regard. And, and so we, we would love to deliver it to you if you just can't get out. Please let us know about that. So communion will be next week, uh, uh, next Sunday. Um, and then the, the following week on May 6th is uh, growth track step one. Um, so we've done step three and step four online and, and it was, uh, I think it went pretty well. Uh, so we're gonna do step one. And, and if you've uh, had any interest in becoming a member of our church, this is the place you begin. Um, is the growth track in step one. So we'll be doing it Wednesday, 5.30, uh, May 6th. Not this coming Wednesday, but the, the first Wednesday of May. I'm sure there's some other stuff that I'm supposed to say, but I don't remember. Wait, there was one thing you told me. Yeah. What was it? Oh, never mind. I said it. Sweet. Blood drive. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, so we, we are, uh, we're so excited you're joining with us on this second Sunday of Choose Joy, And what we're talking about is we started last week and we'll go two more weeks after this is, you know, c coming into this time, I, I, I had, I, I'd kind of planned on doing this sermon series, but then when everything kind of went down the tubes, I, I was going different direction and God goes, no, 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 no. you need to sit here on this. You, we, we need to be here in this moment. And, and so we're delivering other content on Tuesdays about kind of how to, how to persevere through this time. And, and August and I are doing our Wednesday evening uh, worship and prayer services and and really kind of focusing powerfully on prayer. And, 
But, but Sundays, I was like, man, we got to worship. We got we to gotta, we gotta choose joy. We got to focus in on this. And, and joy is an important thing. It's a huge thing in, in my life. It's one of the core values of our church staff and, and, and how we serve around here is it's the fourth one. It's, it's choose joy. And I always have people underline the word choose because it's a choice. But, but if you understand what the gospel message is and you're not happy and you're not joyful, then you don't understand it right. And we need to take a couple steps back and start filling you in on some information because what we have is life. What we have is the promise of a full life that Jesus offers us. So that's joyful, man. I, I don't know where you are in your time. I don't know how you have been dealing with this COVID-19 pandemic and, and isolation and, and, and cut off from friends and family. And I told Jenna, I shook somebody's, shook two guys' hands this week and I didn't even think about it. I just went, hey, how you doing? And shook their hands and I walked off and I went, I can't believe I just shook those guys' hands, right? It's like, everything's changed. And so we, and like, even during the worship set, I don't know if you noticed, but August coughed um, and, and I laughed at it. And I put my hands up back. I was like, are you kidding me? You're coughing on screen. <laughs> and so they both, she and Maggie started laughing. Um, but it's so like, I cough a lot generally as a person, as an asthmatic, heavy allergy sufferer. Coughing is in my daily life, but I've trained myself not to. Um, because I don't want to be looked at funny when I'm somewhere where people are looking at me other than my family. Um, and, and so it's, it's changed so much about who we are and how we operate. And, and there's just this, this spirit of heaviness that we talked about last week, right? This, this message, this gospel uh, or, or Messiah prophecy from the book of Isaiah. Isaiah's writing and he's, and he's pointed at who Jesus would be. And then Jesus is later going to read this in the synagogue when he gets up and he reads the scroll. And, and he says, I'm gonna give you an oil of joy, right? It's this oil of joy to, to anoint you with is, is the image there. And he goes, then I'm gonna give you this garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that you're sitting under. And then that's a huge thing because a lot of us right now feel this spirit of heaviness. I mean, you can't turn on, like we, we've gone pretty much news free in our house um, because all it is, is just a, it's just heaviness after heaviness. And you're like, well, you're not informed. Yeah, what are they gonna tell me? Stay home? I get it, you know? And, and so there's just kind of this spirit of heaviness and malaise that exists right now in, in our world. And, and so we, we've kind of tried to cut that out because we don't want that placed on us. We want that garment of praise. We want that oil, we want that oil of joy. And so most of the time when you come to our house, we'll have Alexa playing worship music. We say, Alexa, play worship music. And she goes, here's a channel you might like and starts playing it, right? And so we just, we listen to that and we're trying to, we're trying to be joyful and, and, and have this garment of praise rather than the spirit of heaviness. But the truth is, I, I am, like, I, I like to be joyful and I like to have fun and, 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 I, and I joke and I take very few things seriously other than the gospel and my love of my beautiful bride and children. And they would probably debate that from time to time, but, um, but, but, I, I, I sometimes am a negative person. <laughs> All right, y'all couldn't hear this at home because she's sitting in the very last row of the balcony, but my daughter laughed at that. Like, just like, <laughs> like that's an understatement. 
thanks, dear. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, the truth from the mouth of babes. Um, and and so, so I am sometimes, and, and I come by it naturally. I get it from my dad. Thanks, dad, because I know y'all are watching. Um, and then I, I, I kind of, am a, I can be an Eeyore type of personality. I can see, like we walk into, a, we go out into a field and Jenna is going to see the beautiful wildflowers and I'm going to see all the bugs sitting on them, right? Ready to attack me. And, and so it's just like, ma ma, yeah. And, 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 but what I have tried to do is I try to, I try to get that side away from me. And, and I try to choose joy. I try to choose to, to live into those moments of, of happiness and, and the, that spirit that God wants to put inside of us. But here's the thing is I know there's a lot of people like me out there and there's, and man, there's a whole, most every single one of us right now is kind of an Eeyore because we're tired of this. We're tired of staying home. We're tired of being segregated. We're tired of being told what to do. And, and we just want to burst open and back into our lives. And so we have this kind of spirit of heaviness that's sitting on us. And, and so what we need to do is we need to choose joy and we need to pray first, like we talked about last week. We need to go to God and just start, just unload and connect us. Remember, prayer brings us towards God. It's not about bringing God towards us. But we need to center ourselves and, and, and cast our worries and anxieties on Him. And then, and then what we need to do is we need to do the second thing. And the second thing is, it really has to follow the first because you got to pray first. But the second thing, if you don't do this, you can't do the rest of it is, wait, I, I did, I'm an asthmatic. I just, I said that earlier and, and, um, and you can tell that I work out n- never, um, very rarely do I work out. But I don't know if you've ever had this experience. I don't know if you're an asthmatic or you know it, but you know what it feels like. And and so sometimes I used to be a cross country runner and I played basketball and I did a whole bunch of stuff. And, and if you've ever had an asthma attack, it's this really, really weird experience where everything's fine except you can't breathe. <laughs> and I don't know about you, but air, kind of important to me, right? I need me some oxygen. And, and so there's this, this sense of just almost this weight that starts getting on you. And so everything you do becomes slower. Everything you do becomes really intentional. Because when I was growing up, when I was a little boy and I'd have an asthma attack, my mom would always try to just calm me down. She'd be like, calm down, deep, slow breaths. Because a lot of times when I did that, it would reopen my lungs. And so I think that a lot of us, when we're leaning into this joy thing, right now we're having asthma attacks. We're being like throttled back. Something is waiting on us and, and not allowing us to move forward into the joy that God wants us to have. And, and I got to tell you what it is. It, it's sin. It, it's this, in order for us to truly experience the joy of God, we got to be all up in God's business and he in ours. But what sin is, is, is sin is our attempt to take control of our life. Right, sin is when we, when we turn away from God's path and we say, no, 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 God, hey, thanks for taking me this far. I've got it from here. And we go ahead and we start walking down our own path. Sin, it, Jesus would say it this way in the Gospel of John. He says, look, the thief, and this is his word for the devil, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. 
The thief comes to get your mind onto things of this world and to things of you and not things of God because he follows it up with saying, but I come to bring you life, right? The thief's job is to get us to take our eyes off of Jesus and to put our eyes on the world. The thief's job, his job, and, and man, a lot of times it's so easy for him to do this. It, it's so small, minute little moves that he makes to get us off of the path that we should be on. And, and what happens is we begin to feel this weight and this burden. Because what, what, what inevitably will happen is you start to feel guilt, you start to feel shame, you start to hide things. And, and we all do this in our lives. We all, when we begin to choose our way over God's way, we start hiding things. Oh, I don't want them to know about it. And we feel guilty about it and we feel shame and, and we feel condemned and more and more, it just bends us over to the point where we just can't go on. David, who, man, knew this, says it this way in Psalm 32. He says, blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against him and in whose spirit is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away. See, what he's talking about is, I don't know if you know this about King David, wasn't the greatest of guys at all times, right? He saw a, a woman, thought she was good looking, had an affair, then sent her husband off to die to cover it all up. And, and he has the sin and he's holding the sin. And what he says is his bones are wasted, like it was physically changing him. He's holding this in and God knew about the sin, but David was just covering it up and trying to excuse it and, and hiding it even from the people he loved the most. And he says, my bones were wasting away through my gro groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my inequity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord's unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts him. And then he says this line, and this is what it's all leading to because when you have that sin piled down on you, that's all you think about is how you cover it, how you hide it, how you keep it from those that you love and, and how you hide the embarrassment of if people really knew you ever thought that? Oh, if people really knew. If people really knew the thoughts that went through my head, you wouldn't be dialing in right now, right? We're all there. We all have those moments. And what he says is when you confess those things and when you turn to God and you're like, God, I release this to you, all my inequities, all my sins, all that guilt, all that shame, all that stuff that I'm hiding from you, all those moments that I have chosen my way over your way, I release it to you. And he says, when you do that, he goes, Rejoice, rejoice in the Lord and be glad your righteousness for your righteousness. Sing all who are upright in heart. When we let that stuff, when we let that stuff go, it allows us to move into a place where that joy can fill our hearts and souls. But see, here's the deal is you gotta let it go. And in order to let it go, you gotta confront it. And so this is the choice for today. It's the daily choice. It's, 
It's the thing you gotta do every day and, it, and it's one word and it's a word that scares people because it's misused a whole lot. But it's the word repent. Daily, we've got to repent. And repent is, you know, I mean, repent a lot of times is seen as this big, you know, repent of your sins, turn or burn type of mentality, right? But what repent really means is, the book of Acts says it perfectly. It says, now repent of your sins and turn to God. That's what repent is. See, repent is when you're going, you're going this way and this is your way and this is the way of the world and you're just walking down this way. You, when you repent, you just turn around and you go towards God. All, all, about, all repentance is, is turning your beat around. I know, there you go. I know some of y'all are going there. Listen to your spirit. No, that's not right. Is that how it goes? Turn, I don't know. You just turn around. You turn from the way of the world and the way that you're walking and you turn back towards God. You turn towards his way. Repent. And so this is what we, and if you really want joy, if you really want to choose joy, you got to every day, you got to pray first. And then the second thing you got to do is you got to die to your sinful nature. You gotta repent. You gotta turn from the way that you're going, from the way of the world, and you gotta turn towards him. David talks about this in another one of his Psalms, Psalm 51. And, and what Psalm 51 says is he, he says four things that he needs God to do when he's repenting these things. God's gonna do four things to bring him back into his presence so that he can experience that fullness of joy. And the four things that he, he's got, he needs him to wash him, he needs him to cleanse him, he needs him to create in him, and needs him, he needs him to restore him. To wash, cleanse, create, and restore. And so daily, this should be our mindset. If we, want, if we really want to experience that joy, if we want to choose joy, we got to pray and we got to repent. We have to daily choose to put to death our sinful nature, our old sinful nature. He says it this way, he says, wash away all my inequity and cleanse me from my sin. Wash away all my inequity and cleanse me from my sin. Paul will take it a little bit further and he says, therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation. And when you know Jesus, you don't have to do what your sinful nature asks you to do. You have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by its dictates, you will die. He's not saying that you'll just, if you sin, you're gonna, boom, be dead right there, right? It'd be weird watching people just drop everywhere. That's not what he's talking about. What he's saying is if you're living by your sinful nature, it's gonna lead to death, man. You're going to kill your relationships. You're going to kill your marriage. You're gonna kill your family. You're gonna kill your dreams. You're gonna kill the great, plan that God had for you. When we follow that sinful path, Paul's going, look, it's just going to lead to all of those things that he's laid out for you. This, this life of fullness and abundance, it's going to die because you're choosing your way. But we all have this 
this flesh man that kind of is arguing with our spirit man, right? We have this, this flesh side of us that's, that's saying, yes, 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 you know, and, and, the, and our spirit man's going, no, no, no. Any singing in the rain fans in here? All right, you'll get that reference. Um, and, and so that it's just, we have this desire and I have them just like you have them, right? Every morning I wake up and I know what my old sinful spirit, sinful nature is going to do and how it's going to talk to me and try to lead me down my path. I know that it's going to tell me that sarcasm is your greatest gift that you have to offer to the world, right? I mean, that's, that's it's good. Hey dude, you are so funny and you're so great at finding people's weaknesses and pointing them out so that others may see it too. Yeah, totally. I mean, I've told you, that's a spiritual gift I have. It's a horrible, dark spiritual gift. And I got to every day, let it go. Don't be that guy. And I also need, I also need to get away from that grumpiness and that, that Eeyore-ness. And every day I got to say, no, 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 don't, don't be that grumpy guy. Because what happens is, what I will do is I will have expectations for things. And because I'm a negative type person and I lean that way, no one ever meets my expectations. And so that leads me to resent them and to be angry. Yeah. And so every day I need to wake up and go, hey, 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 hey. Put that stuff aside. You need to focus in on me and what I have for you today. And you need to see everyone as a beloved child of God and you need to treat them as such. Every day you have to wake up and say, put away, wash me, God. Kill that sinful nature so that I can focus on you. But he doesn't stay there. He, goes, he says, wash me. But then he's like, no, no, no. Okay, now that you washed me, now cleanse me. Like take, take it to the next step. Like, I don't know, did anyone, like before this whole COVID thing, did you, did you think you knew how to wash your hands? All right? Like I, I felt like I had wash, washing hands, mastered it. I thought, like a long time ago. But I've learned that I don't know what I'm doing when I'm washing it. Like I've just been washing my hands but I haven't been cleansing my hands, right? Because we gotta get, you gotta stay in there and, and just get it going. And what he says here, he's like, you wash me, he goes, but now cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. He said, what, what he's doing is like, look, I, I'm going to die every day to my sinful nature and I'm gonna put those things aside and I'm gonna zero in on you because you washed me and you're, and you're bringing me forward. So, but then I need you to reach into my heart and to my past and to remove those scars and those hurts. I need, you to, I need you to look deep into me. And so every day what we need to do, because all of us, when we come into that relationship with Jesus, it's great and wonderful. But we carry those bags in, into that relationship. Like every, every day I can, I can look back over the previous day and go, you know what? I was pretty on par with God. Like I was on track, man, I had a good day. I prayed in the morning, I worshiped him, I died to myself and I treated my family well and just, oh man, it was a good day. It was a good day. Oh, but here we go again. And I remember two days ago when I wasn't the best dad in the world and I wasn't the best husband and I wasn't the best pastor and I, oh man, and I beat myself up. And, 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 what, and what he says is, man, just release the past and take a step towards freedom. And the way we gotta do this is with others. James will say, he's like, hey, bring someone, confess your sins to one another. And when you do, the prayer of a righteous person is something to be reckoned with. Confess your sins, let it all go to someone else. And we all need somebody in our life. We can share those, 
those deep, dark places, those, those ways that we, we turn from here to here. This is, small groups are so important for this. If you're not in a small group, get in a small group. Reach out to Pastor Troy, reach out to the church and, and we'll find you a place. We're gonna start our summer semester in the summer and hopefully we'll be back meeting in person. But if not, man, meet online. We need leaders of small groups because people need places to go and to find release from these past hurts so that they can step in to freedom. He said, wash me, he said, cleanse me. And then he says, create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit in me. Create in me a pure heart, recapture why I'm here. Let me remember the purpose you have for me in this world. Daily, we need to pursue God's plan for our life. Daily, we need to be zeroed in on his good, pleasing, and perfect will for us, Paul says. And then, and then what we need to do after we, we're washed, we're cleansed, he creates in us a heart as we ask for restoration. David says it this way, restore to me the joy of your salvation. Grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. We daily live a life that impacts others. I, I, I gotta tell you, this is one of the biggest leaps we can take towards experiencing a life of joy, towards choosing joy. Praying first, yes, but understanding that joy is more than a feeling, it's a way of living. See, when we choose joy, we're choosing how we are going to live our life. We are choosing God's way over our way. But the fact of the matter is, most of us want our way more than we do his. Why? Is it better? No, I think we all know that it's not, but it's easier. It's comfortable. We know it. I, I've seen um, a lot of people who have, who've grasped this reality, who, who finally understand that the way they've been living their life just wasn't working. And so they said, all right, I, you know what? I'm going to try something. And I'm gonna give my life to God and, and I'm not gonna get it right every day, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna try each and every day to take another step closer to him, another step closer to who he longs for me to be. Let me tell you, those people, man, those people who get it, you see the joy in their spirit. It doesn't mean that they're happy all the time. It doesn't mean that their life is going well all the time. Look at Paul. Nothing went right in that dude's life, nothing. But he uses this three-letter word, yet, all the time. Especially the second letter of Corinthians. He's like, man, we were sorrowful, yet we were rejoicing. We had nothing, yet we had everything we needed. It didn't matter what circumstance was going on in his life. He, he understood that when he was with God and he was following the path that God had for him, he was gonna be great. You ever met somebody like that? Somebody that just gets it, that just leans into that? Man, don't you wanna be around those people? Those people who like, they don't get it right all the time. But daily, daily they say, God, not my way, it's your way. 
And really, isn't that what Jesus said? I mean, Jesus comes to this, the toughest time in his life where he knows what's about to happen. And he knows the path that God's laid out for him. And he goes into the garden. He says, I can't do it. Not my will. Yours. And, and right after this, and I, and I was in between services, I was reading my, my one-year Bible scripture and, and I'm in Luke um, 25 or somewhere back in there towards the end. And, it, and it's right after this scene where, um, where Jesus is arrested, right? And he's taken to the high priest's house and, and Jesus had already told Peter something. Remember, he tells Peter like, before the rooster crows, you're gonna deny me three times. And Peter's like, no. And I was just reading this and, and, I, was, and I was thinking, cause Peter's the guy, he's the rock, right? He's the, do you smell what Peter's cooking? He's the guy that Jesus says, we're gonna build the church around you. The gates of hell will not conquer. And so Peter, this guy who is, he's the one who's leading, he walked on water already. He goes in and three times, a little girl first sees him by the fire and she goes, hey, aren't you one of the guys? He's like, no, I've never seen him before. And then a soldier calls him out. And he's like, nope, never been there. And then one more person says, you are one of these guys with Jesus. And he goes, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never met him before. And if you've ever read the gospel of Luke's version of this, what happens right then, and I just, I've never noticed it maybe, or maybe God just needed to show it to me again today. It says, it says Jesus looked at him. Dude, I mean, come on. Like three times the rooster crows. And then it says, Jesus goes, told you. You talk about just having no joy in your life, thinking you're the biggest failure ever. Don't you think Peter was there at that moment? Don't you think Peter, like what he felt at that moment, and it says he runs out of the courtyard weeping bitterly. He's like, I've lost it all, wasted it all. It's all gone. But then a few days later, Jesus pulls him aside again. And he fills him with that life that is full. He says, Peter, come walk with me. He says, do you love me? Peter goes, yeah, you know I love you. Okay. He says, no, 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 hey, do you love me? Yeah, Jesus, yes, I love you. Okay. And then for the third time, he says, hey, do you love me? I have to imagine tears began to flow in Peter's eyes once again. Yes, Lord, I love you. See, what Jesus does in all of our lives is, is we step away from that sinful nature that we have and we fully embrace him. He says, hey, 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 do you love me? Because the back end of that statement is, because I love you. Because I'm willing I was willing to die for you and I conquered death for you. You wanna experience joy, I'm gonna give you the strength to walk away from the things that pull you away from my heart. But you daily gotta choose 
You daily got to choose. Do you want what I have for you? Or do you want what the world has? Let me tell you, as I look around the world right now, it has very little to offer, doesn't it? It has very little to offer us. But he has it all. If you want joy, choose him. Let's pray. Father, God, we thank you and praise you so much for how you move in all of our lives. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who knew our pain and our suffering, who knew what it felt like to be tempted and to choose his own way, but had the strength to say, not my way, but your way. Father, I pray that as we, as we come through this time, even this time where we're, we're just lost and lonely and isolated and we don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow or next week, God, help us to turn our eyes off of the world and the path that we've laid out for ourselves, and repent and turn back to you. Let us find our strength, find our hope, find our relief, find our joy in you. We thank you and praise you in your son's holy name.